It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. You can follow me on Twitter at EDT Today, we're going to finish up the part two of our who should stay, who should go free agency series of the guys, the impending free agents on the Washington Wizards roster. We're going to do Bradley Bill, Anthony Gill, Ish Smith, Isaiah Todd, and Cassius Winston as well. And then today is Mock Trade Tuesday. We're going to get into it right now. You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listener every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so we're going to pick up from where we left off i do and then at the end we're gonna do uh, we're gonna recap a or analyze a mock trade um that's been circling around on social media and wizards twitter we're gonna react to that i do want to get you guys comments and feedback on that trade i'm gonna say my opinion then i'll go over my picks uh from the playoffs last night so i was two out of the three i picked the sixers to beat the raptors i picked the jazz to beat the Mavs, but they lost and then of course the the easiest one was the warriors versus nuggets i didn't stay up and watch that game but the Warriors went bonkers. Steph went bonkers. Jordan Poole went crazy, and they ended up beating the Nuggets. Um, the surprise was the Jazz losing. Um, but tonight, um, I'll, I'll do that towards the end. But let's start off with Ish Mel Smith. So Ish Smith is technically a free agent because the Wizards have a team option on Ish Mel Smith. So they can decline that option on Ish Smith and either, you know, start a new contract with him or they can just let him walk. It's, it's one of those options. So right now he's under a two year 
nine dollars $9,225,000 contract right now. And if the Wizards do pick up that team option, let me pull it up here how much it's going to be. About $4,725,000 if they pick up his option uh, in this offseason. So for me, that's the that's the financials on his contract. So for me, Ishmael Smith, I, I like Ishmith. I think he's a good locker room guy. He's 33 years old. Uh, will be 34 pretty soon as well, as well. So he's getting up there. He's been in the league for 11 years. He's been he's been on about 12 teams, and it was hilarious to me. Somebody said he was the uh, somebody on social media said he was the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the uh, NBA, which is pretty hilarious. Which it definitely make you can make that correlation where he's just been a backup point guard for many years. GMs voted him as the fastest point guard in the NBA, and then I do have a a stat here that. Per B-ball index, he was one of the top five guards in our in their pickpocket pickpocket rating metric, minimum of a thousand minute minutes. Number one in the league was Fred Van Vliet for the Raptors. Number two was Gary Trent Jr. for the Raptors. Number three was Pat Beverly. We know how pesky and energetic Pat Beverly is. Number four was Chris Paul, of course, the Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. And number five was Ish Smith in 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 their pickpotting pickpocket rating metric. I mean, we. Ishmith is just a lightning in a bottle. He's super fast. Um, he is a pickpocketer. He's low to the earth. He's low to the ground. So he's already in, you know, he's low to the earth. So he can just easily pluck the ball out. That's what he does. Him and Sato, they did pick up defensively. I thought we were better with him and Ish, with Ish and Sato. You know, no knock or disrespect to Neto, but they were just, they're just better defenders than Neto. Then, like I said before, when Neto, you know, started Sato and then had Ish come off the bench, we were just a better defensive team. We started to win more games. Um, it's just, he's just a vocal leader. He's a leader on the team. Uh, he did well last year in 2021 as well when we when he helped us make that playoff push. Um, him and Daniel Gafford have a nice connection as well uh, on pick and roll and lobs. He, I thought he did a great job with the second unit um, coming off the bench. And he has done a good job with the Wizards before when he had to start as, as well. The previous years he's, he was with the Wizards. There was a game against the Timberwolves where he did have 14 assists. He had nine points, eight boards, and 14 assists. Uh, you look at his numbers while he was with the Wizards because he bla- barely played with Charlotte. He was, you know, on the bench riding the pine behind Lamelo Ball. So the last, the last couple games that he did play, he played 28 games with the Washington Wizards after the trade deadline. Averaged nine points a game, 8.6 points per game, 5.2 assists per game, which is solid, and a steal a game in about 22 minutes per game. So he was super highly productive with limited minutes coming off the bench. And I thought he was solid for guys' development. Now, some of the shot selection was a little off. He doesn't shoot the three ball well, which I know the Wizards are looking for three-point shooting this offseason. That's something that they want to improve on. Now, he shot 35% from the three off of one-and-a-half attempts per game, which is not bad at all, which is pretty solid. But he just doesn't shoot many threes, and that's just not his calling card. Now, his calling card is the mid-range game. He will take some tough mid-range games. He'll dribble it around. And shoot the mid range. I remember the Pistons game where he had that nasty sham guy, where he does have some nasty handles every now and then. He'll break somebody's ankles, and Ishmith is good for that. So, would I pick up his team option of four million seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollars? He's going to be thirty-four years old going into the twenty twenty-three season. Now, if they do run, and the point guard position is huge for the Washington Wizards, um, it's almost like looking for a quarterback right now. That's just how that's how Tommy Shepard sounds. That's how Wes Unsell Jr. sounds. It sounds like they're really going to make an extensive search for the point guard position. Now, Ish Smith is not the answer, but can he be a good backup point guard? Definitely. I think Saddle and Ish can certainly be good backup point guards for the Washington Wizards. 
And um, Ish can create easy shots for Brad. He can create easy shots for Porzingis and easy lobs for Daniel Gaffer. You just saw how much better Daniel Gaffer was when they had a point guard that could get downhill like Ish, break a defender down, and throw a lob. And, and Ish does get those pesky steals. He's very scrappy and very aggressive. And um, sometimes, yeah, he is small. And like Bradley Bill, the assistant GM, did say that they want taller guards. So that is the knock on Ish Smith that he is – what five nine five ten on a good day to be honest yeah he's 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 listed at six feet 175 pounds on basketball reference but i don't know if that's true to be honest um looking at that too i just want to see when he was what what pick was he drafted uh went to wake forest of course um doesn't say when he was drafted but i'm just curious i think he was a second round pick i'm not mistaken but um yeah it's a, it's a solid personally it's up in the air for me it's if they want to bring back saddle because i already said i would bring back saddle just with the chemistry with Porzingis and what they're looking for a pass first point guard to come off the bench. I don't want either one of these guys starting. I don't want Sato to start be my start to be the wizard start point guard. I think if they're trying to achieve better and be higher than a playing team, then you don't want to have you, you, you want to go out there and see if you can find a better option at the point guard position, but these guys would be great off the bench. Just bringing a different um, dynamic off the bench, you know, pass first point guards that can push the offense, push the ball and it pushes the pace which really helps the Wizards and they're young. You got a lot, a lot of young guys out there that can run the floor like Gaff. Um, Denny likes to run the floor. Rui likes to run the floor. A lot of these guys, Corey Kisper likes to run the floor and get shots and transition as well. So I personally, I would like to see Ish back, but if Tommy Shepard decides to go into a different direction and not pick up that team option on Ish, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't think it's a, a huge blow to the roster, but I do, I do think bringing Ish back a locker room guy, a leader, good guy off the bench that can get guys open shots. I think it would be beneficial to bring him back. So I'm, I'm 50-50 on it. I, I bring him back. I wouldn't mind bringing him back, uh, picking up that team option for basically $4.7 million. I wouldn't mind that. So, um, But next, we're going to get to Anthony Gill, who had a solid season. But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happens. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use Locked On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code Locked On for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. 
And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so Anthony Gill, let's look up his numbers. He, you know, his numbers, of course, are not going to be crazy because, you know, he was the basically the what 12th, 13th man on the roster. But Anthony Gill put up some, you know, when he did play, when he got opportunities, I thought he took advantage of that time. You know, um, honestly, Anthony Gill, there was a time where Tommy uh, West Unso Jr. was playing Anthony Gill just as much as Rui in some games, where he was playing him over Thomas Bryant. You know, Thomas Bryant was collecting DMPs while Anthony Gill was playing, or Anthony Gill was just getting as much or more playing time than Thomas Bryant and Rui Hachimura at times. It was very intriguing, but he ended up averaging four points and two rebounds per game, played in 44 games. Um, I know he was out earlier in the year, had a couple injuries, was on the sideline and street clothes. Um, had two, like I said, had two boards per game, 80% from the free throw line, 63, uh, 57% from the field uh, shot, uh, 53% from the three-point line, only shot 0.63s per game. But um, he was solid, man. And, you know, you hear about his work ethic all the time. Corey Kispert was his workout partner during the workouts and, and training camp and in the beginning of the year. And ta- Corey Kispert always talked about how hard of a worker Anthony Gill really is. And Anthony Gill had a really good game against the Nets as well when they played in Brooklyn where he had, I want to say he had 12 points and had a really, really good game. Um, yeah, he had 12 points, three assists, two blocks, two rebounds, and one steal in 19 minutes, and a win over the Brooklyn Nets. Also, Anthony Gill uh, won the uh, Dr. E.B. Henderson Award. The award recognizes the player who was most active throughout the D.C. community throughout the season. Um, so he is a guy that, you know, Ted Leonces and Tommy Shepard, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for guys that uh, contribute in the, in the DMV area in the D.C. community. So he fits the bill for that. Um, went to Virginia as well, coached, coached under t- uh, Tony Bennett, uh, the Virginia Cavaliers. So personally, this one is pretty quick. Um, he also – so he has a qualifying offer. He has a qualifying offer. So the Wizards – so he can cho- – so another team, they can offer him a contract, but the Wizards are able to match that offer. So let's say the Pistons offer – because right now Anthony Gill, looking at his contract right now, he's 29 years old. Uh, we know the story how he came overseas um, last year, and they they picked him up as a um, low lower risk, high reward type of signing. Uh, he has a qualifying offer of two million eleven thousand five hundred sixteen dollars uh, this this year. So um, teams are available to match, or they're going to be the teams are able to offer a contract, but the Wizards they can match the offer. So it's up to the Wizards if they want to match. So let's say the Pistons offer. Anthony Gill, like $5 million. Are the Wizards going to want to match that? I don't really think so for a guy who's, you know, the 10th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th man on the roster. But Anthony Gill, he brought toughness. I thought he was a solid rebounder. I thought he finished around the rim solid at times. He did the dirty work. Um, he was out there guarding stars sometimes. Sometimes he did have to guard Giannis. It didn't always go great, but he out, he went out there and put effort out there. And he was, he was more like a stretch four or a stretch five. That's what he was out there. Um, kind of, yeah, he basically, yeah, he was a stretch four, stretch five out there. And I thought he played hard for the minutes that he got. Um, but personally, I'll make this one quick. 
on Anthony Gill. Um, sure, if, if if a team doesn't offer anything higher than the qualifying offer that is out there, then sure, I I, I bring him back. I definitely bring him back. But if if they're willing to go over that qualifying offer, like say three or four or five million dollars for a year, then uh, I, I think I'm gonna pass on that one. And then I just want to thank Anthony Gill for his services in DC. So, um, but the other guys on the list. Uh, we're going to get to Bradley Bill. Of course, he's the biggest name on the list and most polarizing um, free agent on the list here. So we're, we're going to get to him. But the other guys that are on the list, uh, Anthony Gill talked about him. We already talked about how Neto. Cassius Winston will be a free agent this year. Now, Cassius Winston, I don't have any numbers or stats much to talk about him because he played in the last two games. I didn't watch much of the G League at all, to be honest. Um, but Cassius Winston, you know, he's a young guy. He's 24 years old, went to Michigan State, was a scoring guard out of Michigan State. I'm a Maryland Terps fan, and he really hurt my Terps a lot. With my Terps, we beat up on Michigan State a couple times. There was one year where we beat him like twice or three times in one year, or we beat him. It was Anthony Cowan. We beat Michigan State um, in Michigan State with Jalen Smith. And then Cassius Winston came to College Park, and he hit like a basically almost um, longer than a half-court shot, and Michigan State beat Maryland in Maryland. But all that aside, let me get back to the topic here. Cassius Winston, if you want to keep him on the roster, sure, that's fine. Keep him in the G League, let him develop. But the last two games, just to critique, the next game, didn't he didn't play great. He did foul Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly hit an M13, and then also Obi Toppin spun off of him and had an alley-oop dunk. So Cassius Winston didn't look too great. Um, also looking at some of the other G League guys, Isaiah Todd, he's under contract till 2025. So I'm not going to talk about him just yet, but Cassius Winston is a free agent technically this off season. So like I said, he's just more of a developmental guy, maybe a two-way guy. See what you can do with that. See what, how you can develop him. But, um, let's get to Bradley Bill, of course. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carbs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first. They figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, so let's get to Bradley Bill here. I think we've talked about Bradley Bill basically the whole offseason, and he is going to be eligible for a max extension. Uh, that extension is five years, two hundred and forty-two million. I've heard, I've heard two hundred fifty million as well. Um, so I mean, thirty-five, basically thirty-five percent of the salary cap. Bradley Bill is going to be eligible to get that the supermax extension. So, to, um, Bill, he's eligible to sign a five-year deal worth upwards of projected of a projected two hundred forty-five million dollars. So we heard about Tommy Shepard and his presser. What he said quote Tommy Shepard with the way that the NBA calendar is set up. We can't do anything earlier than July 1st. Tommy Shepard says I can just go off of 10 years of a relationship with Brad. I think he feels comfortable here. We certainly feel comfortable with him here. It's a good fit. Um, And then also Tommy Shepard says, I feel every indication he's given me is that he wants to be here moving forward. I stick to the 10 years of confidence I have in the relationship we've had. It's a lot of time, a lot of equity and a lot of conversations. I feel that we've shown this is a place we can build around him. I think he's shown to the community here that when he's healthy, he's one of the best players at his positions at his position. Those are hard to come by. All right. So those, those are just some quotes I wanted to read about that. Tommy Shepard said from his pressure that indicates that hundred percent that Tommy Shepard wants Bradley bill back. Ted Leonsis wants Bradley bill back as a Washington wizards. Um, they're willing to pay him that, that max extension. They're willing to pay him 35% of the salary cap. They're willing to listen to him on what moves he wants to make, you know, as assistant GM, uh, as the NBC Sports Washington postgame show. He talked about what he wants on a roster or what he thinks would make the roster better. Dogs, taller point guards, uh, better shooters. So everything. And then the the presser during the middle of the year where he had the cast on his arm and he had the um, skull cap or the winter cap on the kind of the random pressure that they had a couple uh, days after he got injured in the trade deadline or a couple weeks after he says um, somebody asked him if, if he's leaning towards staying here. And he said, that's fair. That's fair. Very calmly saying that that's fair to stay and get a five year, $245 million contract. Barely bills the most calmest guy in the world to get a, get a, a max extension like that. He's just such a chill guy. But, um, yeah, I mean Bradley Bill. He it sounds like he wants to be here. He has two hundred forty-five million dollar reason, two hundred forty-five million reasons to stay with the Washington Wizards. Now, Al Goldie, who was on the show the other day, you know the Wizard. He said basically what we all been saying is that the Wizards, they they just they really really want Bradley Bill to come back. And Al said why it should be the other way around. You know, Bradley Bill should be the one wanting to come back and get that five-year, $245 million contract. Now, Bradley Bill is a three-time All-Star, been in the league for 10 years, all-NBA player, but this last year was super underwhelming. And the thing is about the max or super max is you really just want to give that out to a guy. You want to give that contract out to a guy who's a number one option, not a number two option, or a guy that's a leader that can – make guys around him better or lead his team to a championship, you know, and not just if he's the best player on the team, what's the ceiling of the, of the team? You know, right now with Bradley Bill is the best player on the roster. Our ceiling, it doesn't look, it doesn't, you just don't see a championship in, in the foreseeable future unless you do add more pieces around him. And how can Tommy Shepard maneuver the cap and get guys to come here and get another star in here? Cause they're, they obviously need more than what we have right now. Um, so, that that's the question mark there. Bradley Bill in a contract year didn't play well either. 
Um, and of course, got injured and missed major- majority of the season. But he had career lows in a lot of in a lot of stats here. Twenty three points per game after scoring thirty one points a game the year before, and you know almost winning the scoring record, um, making All NBA. Then had thirty points a game in, in twenty twenty. Um, also, he had a career high in turnovers, three point four turnovers per game, and then also the clutch. The clutch is just disturbing to me. How how many turnovers he has in the clutch in the crunch time in the last two minutes of the game. You know, if you are going to be a max or a super max guy, you have to be the deciding factor between wins and losses. And I think a lot of the times this year, he wasn't the the factor whether we won or lost games, you know. And that was concerning to me. And I know there was a lot of new guys on the roster. Um, uh, there was trade, you know, a trade, big trade with a lot of guys that, you know, needed minutes, were fighting over minutes. And it was Bradley Bill, and it was kind of a lot of, it was a lot of, you know, starters on the roster. There was no other star on the team. There was no other all-star on the roster. Everybody was a solid starter, but everybody respectively is like a fifth or sixth man or a number three option on the roster. Bradley Bill's more of a number one, number two option at scoring, but everybody else was kind of a mid-tier player. You know, that's the thing. And everybody was trying to find their minutes, trying to find their fit. Didn't fit well with Spencer Dinwiddie. And then a lot of guys were just fighting over minutes and fighting over the basketball as well. Just one basketball go around and everybody wanted their shot. So it, it, it just went south really badly. But the biggest, like I said, the biggest concern for me is in clutch. You know, can we rely on Bradley Bill to step up and win big games and hit big shots? And a lot of times, you know, he was tripping over his feet, falling and sliding. And then there was the stat against the when we played against the Detroit Pistons. When Kyle Kuzma hit that clutch shot, there was a stat that said, you know, Bradley Bill was the league leader in turnovers in the clutch. And the clutch is really the last two minutes of of a game where both teams are, you know, within five points. You know, the game is within five points last two minutes of the game. That's what they define clutch is. And there's a lot of times where we have seen there was ridiculous in that Pistons game where you threw the ball at backcourt. So that's that's just the critique on Bradley Bill that I have. And then also when he did say in his pressure that we do need taller guards, you know, he is six foot three or six foot four, and uh, he needs guys that can shoot the three better. And you know, himself included, he's got to shoot the three ball better. This was almost a career low for him. He had 30, shot 30% from the three, which was a career low. And that's just not like him at all. I know some of the excuses were the basketball, but, you know, you can only use that for so long because other guys started to shoot the ball better as the season went along. Played in 40 games this year, uh, 45% from the field, 30% from the three, which was a career low, like I said. And um, shot four free throws, five free throws per game, where the year before he shot seven free throws per game. And then in 2020, he shot uh, eight free throws per game. So offensively, he definitely struggled. So for me, should he stay or should he go? Would I bring him back? Um, I I would bring him back. I would bring him back. Unless there's a trade offer that wows me, a sign-in trade deal or something, and say you're just going to get a haul of picks and a solid player back. That's the only way I could consider it right now. Um, I know a majority of Wizards social media and fan base would like to see the Wizards go in a different direction and rebuild and blow it up. But I kind of like I like what they had with Chris Asporzingis. I like what they had with Kyle Kuzma. And I think Bradley Bill definitely is an all-star player when healthy. And when we do, if, the, if Tommy Shepard can get a pass first point guard that is able to create a shot for themselves as well, that fits next to Bradley Bill. I think Bradley Bill can get back to his scoring potential and untap, you know, how good he was the year before as an all NBA player, how good he was as a shooter when John Wall was here, when he was knocking down the three, 
let's look at that 2017 year. He shot 40% from the three-point line. That's when the Wizards went to the Eastern Conference second round. They lost to the Celtics in game seven. He was shooting 40, 40% from the three-point line and, and scored 23 points per game. So uh, would I bring him back? I would, but at the same time, if there is a trade that knocks your sock off, socks off, sign and trade, I'm definitely 100% fine with, with that. And that brings me up to the mock trade from – this is coming from – so my wife saw this on Yahoo, actually. That's the funny thing about it. She sent it to me, and um, it was circling, circling, circulating around on uh, social media as well, but I'm going to bring up the mock trade here. So this is this is from Yahoo also where it includes the Portland tra- Trailblazers, two packages to send Bradley Bill to the Portland Trailblazers. So I'm going to read out the first one. Mock Trade Tuesday. I hope everybody enjoys some Taco Tuesday if you're going to have tacos tonight. But this is Mock Trade Tuesday on the Locked On Wizards. Um, the first trade, which I don't like at all, it says Eric Bledsoe, Josh Hart, a 2022 first-round pick, a 2025 first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick that uh, from Memphis, and a 2025 second-round pick from Detroit. And the Blazers get Bradley Bill. Um, the article says in this package, the Blazers are hoping draft capital is enough to pry Bradley Bill away from the Washington Wizards. Given that they surely be rebuilding in this scenario, they may be right. After all, that 2022 pick is top 10 protected. That gives the Wizards a chance to add a blue chip prospect in addition to their own 22 lottery pick. That gives them a head start on the tedious process of rebuilding an NBA team. All right, so... Yeah, as far as the pick, yeah, I'm, I, I like the pick, but Eric Bledsoe, uh, I definitely pass on that. I think that's just to match salaries. Josh Hart, I do like. I do like Josh Hart, but that's just not even close to the equivalent of Bradley Bill's um, scoring ability and just how good Bradley Bill is. You know, Josh Hart is just um, not near that. Near no, no, and Eric Bledsoe's not. None of these guys have made an All Star game. None of those guys have made an All NBA. So. I know Bradley Bill's trade value has gone down because he did not play well, but I'm sorry, you can definitely get more than that um, for from the from the Blazers or from any roster. <clears throat> Last trade, this one I actually don't mind. I'm not against it at all. I really, I'm not against this at all. This one says the Washington Wizards receive guard Eric Bledsoe, which I'm not high on getting him. Uh, guard Anthony Simons through a sign and trade in a 2022 first round pick from the Blazers. Now, I do like this. I actually like this trade because the reason why I like it, I'm very high on Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons, he looks, he has a very bright future. I do want to bring his numbers up. He shot 40% from the three-point line, and he was he's a most improved candidate as well. He's only 22 years old. 22 years old. So the guy's only getting better. Um, six foot three. 22 years old was was a, was a was the 24th pick in the in the first round of the NBA draft. A couple years ago, had 3.9 assists and 2.6 rebounds per game, um, averaged 17 points a game. The year before, averaged averaged eight points a game. So I, Anthony Simons, and also when he played against the Wizards, I thought he outplayed Bradley Bill, and, and the Blazers beat us as well. He was virtually unstoppable, virtually unstoppable. Um, and, he, and he's shooting eight threes per game. So he's shooting 40% from three, shooting eight threes per game. The year before that in 2021, shot 42% from the three as well. And that's if Bradley Bill, if he requests a trade, um, you, you kind of have your hands tied and you want to do a sign a trade, he would play with Damian Lillard. Um, it would kind of be Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum 2.0. But honestly, 
I'm not standing on the table saying that's a great trade. I think I would give that trade like a B minus grade or a B grade. Um, but honestly, I like Anthony Simons. I like I love his upside. I love how he can you know get get his spots and finish around the rim. He's a great shooter. He's a three level. Uh, he's a three level scorer. I think he's a bright future. He's only 22 years old. He's only getting better. I think he's only he, he's barely scratched the surface of how good he can be. I think he's a future All Star. I really think he can. I think really think he can be a future All Star. There are some games where he really took over the games. Like I said against the Wizards, where he was virtually unstoppable, virtually unstoppable, and he's an athletic finisher around the rim as well. So he just has a lot of upside. He has a lot of upside, and I think if you if he comes to the Wizards. And let's say we do get that first round pick. Let's say that lot. Let's say that pick turns into a top five, top four pick, and somehow we do get Jaden Ivey. That would be a ridiculous future for the Washington Wizards. So that's my thoughts on it. You guys can leave your thoughts down below. I see a lot of people had different opinions on it. A lot of people thought it was a terrible trade, but in my opinion, if you're going to get Anthony Simons back and a first round pick, honestly, and Anthony Simons most likely. I think Anthony Simons, the way his trajectory only being 22 years old, I think he can. I think he'll definitely average at least 28 points per game in one of his seasons, or at least 25 points per game in one of his seasons before it's all said and done. So the guy, he's and he's still very lean, and he's still feeling into his body as a young man. And I think he's going to get even stronger and get in the weight room and even more. And he will be a force to be reckoned with in the NBA as a three level scorer. And, he, and he'll probably become. I think he'll become a, a solid playmaker in the league. As well, so I'm very high on Anthony Simons, so that's why I don't mind the trade at all. Eric Bledsoe, I'm not high on. If it was Anthony Simons and Josh Hart and a first round pick, I would definitely love that trade. I, I, I'm not gonna say I would love the trade, but I would like the trade. Anthony Simons, you know, see him playing with Kuzma and Porzingis as well, and you would still be able to compete because I think Anthony Simons would be a good option. He, you know, he's still not a number one option yet, but I do think in a couple years he can blossom and become a number one option. So uh, I just want to thank you guys for listening once again. Those are my thoughts on the on mock trade Tuesday. I'll try to bring one up from somewhere uh, next Tuesday. But just want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. From the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.